Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, statesman sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first on Second Thought. On Second Thought, episode 289, brought to you by Hook'em.com. Our good friends at Bud Light, Cedric Golden here with the Duck. Kirk Bowles and Duck, we're we're coming up on 300. Why did it take us so long to get one of the best sideline reporters in the country on this show, Chris Budden? in the building how are you chris hey i'm doing good uh we'll hop on any texas-based podcast anytime i get uh it, it's a it's a fun wild ride we're in right now in big 12 country so uh excited to hop on with you guys yeah it doesn't get any better than this time of the year that's for sure so uh i just want a little bit said we ought to tell our uh listeners and watchers about her background a little bit uh you're a missouri tiger right I am. Uh, back when they were part of the Big 12, uh, as I, I date myself. I yeah. remember that. I remember that. <laughs> Brad Smith days. I did. Brad Smith, uh, my last two years, first two years there, and then it was Chase Daniel, my next two years there. Uh, I loved it, went there for journalism. The backstory behind that was my godfather growing up in Dallas was the main anchor at WFAA, the ABC station in Dallas. God, Sam's was my guy growing up. That's my yeah. guy. That is yeah. my guy. When I he saw that, my, I was like, wow. Yes. Wow. He was my godfather. Um, my, him and my dad were super close. And so when we moved to Texas. They um, We spent all of our holidays with them. And so he would take me down to the station at WFAA growing up. And I remember asking around if I wanted to broadcast journalism where should I go and everyone said Mizzou went on a visit loved it I wanted to actually be a news reporter mm. and then I'm just someone who takes my work home with me and I thought standing outside of a fire or murder scene or would just probably not be the best thing for my mental health also around that time there weren't a ton of women in sports uh but you know probably around my sophomore year in college which would have been 2003 you started to see a lot more more holly rose um you know leslie visser had been on for a while sam mm-hmm. ryan aaron andrews you started to see more and more yeah. of them so then i kind of realized this is an avenue i've always played sports been into sports i also think there's a chance to tell more human interest stories on the sports side of reporting so that's the avenue that i went down Duck, I gave you the signal that I was doing a follow-up. You, you're not. Oh, I, mean, I ignore you. Uh, I ignore him, Chris. <laughs> get your together. Um, so um, you're in that newsroom, and my OG growing up was Dale Hansen. Mm-hmm. So you saw a lot of Dale Hansen at WFAA and probably some Jerry Orr, I would, I would say, <laughs> as well, but Dale Hansen is a reason that I'm a sports columnist. Um, did you ever watch him in action or listen to his commentaries? Because 
he's like coming up on 80 and he's still bringing it today. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of Dale? You know, it's so interesting because it we went through this time in journalism where you weren't supposed to opine. And so he started to become really popular because of his opinions that he would give on a Sunday night. And they were very beautiful and eloquently said. And I'm sitting there, you know, graduating from a zoo. But you're not supposed to do that as a sports anchor. You're not a columnist. You're a sports director at a major TV market. And now it's just that sports journalism has shifted a bit. We're all allowed to give our opinions now. And I'm a, I, I do a whole lot of radio now. And when I first started doing it, it was a very hard line for me because I cover these coaches. I cover a game as a, you know, unbiased reporter. But you can also have opinions on how games are played and what is going on in our society. And so I, I appreciated it more as I got older, the ability to toe the line of still being a human being with an opinion and still being able to cover sports in an unbiased way. Well, we're glad you can give opinions now. So, <laughs> so I'll just throw this at you. The Big 12 is the best basketball conference in the country, and Texas is the best basketball team in the Big 12. So Texas is the best basketball team in the country. Is that true? I would say that right now, Kansas, I would think is actually the best team in They're the Big tied. 12. They're tied. <laughs> The way that they played recently, I think that uh, Kansas was getting better right at the right time. The ability to for, for Bill Self to be able to develop that bench. If you had asked me a month ago, I would have said Texas. Right. I saw Texas play against Tennessee and one of the toughest defenses I've seen uh, all, all season. Uh, I don't know. I will say this. Christo Conte is going to be really annoyed with me by the end of this season, the amount of times I've gone on the radio saying that I think that he should give Rodney Terry the full-time job. He's probably wondering, what, like, <laughs> shut that's up right opinion. now. That's an opinion. Uh, yeah, that's my a opinion. A good one. Uh, a really yeah. good one, too. He's, um, I'll tell you what, he's become one of my favorite people to cover. He's just, he's incredibly authentic. When you look at what he's done, and I understand that CDC has made some big time splash hires in other sports. When you look at Schaefer and softball and, um, you know, even right. bringing Sark over, I just really hope that the resume that <clears throat> what Ronnie Terry has done to steady a ship in a season that could have gone very sideways with everything that's happened. Uh, and it's an awkward position for him because he is in some ways auditioning for the job. But you right. can't make it look like that. You have to make it look like this is about the team and let the resume be the audition tape. I've just, I don't know, I've become a huge fan of his. And I was going back and forth with a colleague of mine of what is, how far do they need to get in the tournament for this to be a locked up deal? See, it's 16? That, I don't know. That, that's so not fair to him. And I know we're I know we're in the expectation business. We are. It's a results-based business but the way he has righted that ship and and handled all the external stuff that's his friend by the way who got fired and his and and one and one of the people he respects in this business and for him to galvanize this group of young men and have them believing and they play with a lot of love for one another uh he is re he's a good we know he's a good locker room coach um it's a tough. It's it's tough. And and do you say Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight? They have 
Final Four talent yeah. on this team. And the question moving forward is, can he put one another one of these together? Those guys are leaving. And so I hope he gets the job. Um, who out there are you going to get? Is Jay Wright going to move to Texas and end his retirement? Doubtful. Nate Oates has stuck his foot in his mouth about a murder. You don't want those optics. And his what's his buyout now, Doug? $25 million or is it more than that? It's exorbitant. Mick Cronin's $24 million. He's got a high one, too. Yeah, it's exorbitant. So uh, I, I, I like – I like Rodney Terry in this position. Let's just say this too: we're all auditioning. You know, we're only as good as <laughs> we're only as good as the next broadcast to the next column. You stop it! So, you no, stop. Wait a minute. no, wait. no, no! I'm not. I am not going to let you hijack this podcast. You know, that nonsense. For, you don't pine for shit. You're not auditioning. You've been in the business for 50 years. Um, good as <laughs> you're Chuck Bears. You're not the contestants on the gong show. You are Chuck Bears. You are uh, not auditioning for anybody, Kirk Bowles. Stop. No, stop. I am. And, and that's the way everybody should approach their job. You're auditioning for your job every day. I would just say this, Chris, is that we both really like Rodney Terry, we both really respect him. But if he lost that first game to Oof. a 16 or a 15 seed, I don't know how you could bring him back. <clears throat> if he wins that and loses the next game to a 7, 8, 9, or 10 seed, that could be problematic. So he's done everything. It'd be more right. than Shaka Smart ever did, and I don't mean that as a sh- as a knock to Shaka. I These love I love Shaka. But they Shaka has done out. great things at, at Marquette. Sometimes there's perfect fits for reasons and, and other. And so you talk about fit-wise. Terry was on that staff under Rick Barnes for nine years. He's a Texas guy through and through. The amount of talent that has grown in this state now, when you look at Dallas and when you look at Houston – so his ability to sit on a couch with, you know, I was asking about this the other day. Like, how, do, how does your Texas ties help you when you're sitting on a couch? Because that's not just my Texas ties. It's the fact that I'm old now. Like they're recruiting a kid out of Dallas who's considered the, the top kid in the state and one of the top in the country. And Rodney coached his dad. So, you know, you, you've been around the block a little bit. You're able to, um, you know, lock up kids within this state. So that it's not just the the setting of the ship and the record it's it's your knowledge of the state and what texas means to rodney terry and ron it's holland's been... not wavering he, he's still firm in the texas camp which again is a credit to rodney terry it, yeah. it is so what do you think what do you think needs to happen is this i, I really think the regular season's got to get more he's got to get more more credit for what he's done in the regular season than 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 oh. than a bracket. I mean, he's uh, he can't lose. He can't lose in the first round. I I, I got that, but he's got to get some credit for what he's done in the regular. I season. think he has. I think he's gotten a miss credit. I think he should be up for national coach of the year, given I the circumstances like he's inherited. There's no question, and we haven't written one negative word about Ronnie Terry, and there isn't one to write. You know, he he's well, done right. just a terrific job, and. You know, as far as who's out there, Chris, I don't know. You know, Texas is a very attractive job, as we know. But, you know, it's hard to get, you know, we had Seth Davis on our podcast a couple weeks ago, and 
He said it's so hard to get a power five coach who's comfortable where he is, making good money, and Texas won't pay basketball money like a Duke or a Kentucky that makes him more higher paid than the football coach. So there are a lot of problems in terms of hiring somebody else who's proven and established. Well, and Cal makes $9 million a year, so Texas can't afford that unless Cal's so over that situation in Kentucky that he just says, yeah. I want to start anew. The, the one problem is, you know, you're going to join the SEC, and you might want someone who – that would be the, the attraction to Calipari is having played in the league. I did ask a coach uh, within the league, if you were the athletic director at Texas, who would you hire? Um, this is before, uh, this was a month ago. So pre everything that had happened in Alabama, the NATO would be the first call. The second right. call is someone who's not coaching currently, but living in your city. Quinn Snyder. Oh, would he want to go back? Now he's a Missouri guy. I know you're going to push <laughs> the Missouri guy naturally. And uh, I've got a lot of love and respect for Quinn Snyder, but you know, he's mentioned for the Atlanta Hawks job. He wouldn't want to go back and recruit again, would he? I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. And deal with the mess that's college basketball <laughs> after you've been in the league that many years. I can't imagine why. Yeah, yeah. Once, once you've been in the NBA for extended, yeah, don't have to deal with parents, right? I mean, recruits, eighteen-year-old professors, professors, nil, and oh, I used to think Billy Donovan was the guy. Chris, because here he is at Florida, a school known for football that also won back-to-back basketball titles. But he got to Oklahoma City and just like said, uh, just said, it's like they don't go back. They generally don't go back. So, you know, I don't know if, you know, Jay Wright, that's a pipe dream. Mark Few's not coming. And and I know they're not looking at Calipari or Patino. I don't know, Brad Underwood at Illinois, you know, he's been at Texas. He's been in the Big 12. You know, is he, is he he's already had a basketball enough. school, though, so I don't know if that's even the only, other, the only other name that came to mind, and they haven't had the best season because they had an opt-out, it would be Eric Musselman that came to mind right. in Arkansas. Yeah. I, I don't know what his I don't know what his bio situation looks like, but he's a hell of a coach. He's yeah. kind of crazy. He's kind of crazy. Yeah. I kind of like that. So back, back to the question, do uh, you think Kansas is going to win the league? Got three games left. Kansas has two home games against Tech and West Virginia and comes to Austin. But Texas has to go to Baylor Saturday where you and Cedric will be. And then go to TCU. They've got a tougher road, don't they? Yeah. Uh, Interesting Baylor matchup. You know, Baylor having lost their last two. I can't see Baylor losing that one at home. TCU has been sneakily tough. I mean, that that was, in in all honesty, an ugly game versus Kansas on Monday that we had. I mean, the road looks does look better for Kansas. They're getting healthy at the right time, getting Bobby Pettiford back. The fact that they've won two games when Jalen Wilson was uh, held to under five points is, is pretty phenomenal because you think that's your guy. I mean, it's been a hell of a coaching job for Bill Self these last two years because they definitely haven't been his most talented teams. Mm-hmm. Seth Davis had an interesting article in The Athletic two days ago about the teams that have gone back-to-back mm-hmm. and what they lost – from the from the first year, like Florida lost nine percent of its scoring and minutes, and I think Duke was somewhere in the the twenty percent range. Kansas has lost about seventy four percent of its oh, production yeah. from a year ago. 
Ochai no. and Brown and all of those guys McCormick. that have left. Yeah. Big, big, and you big were McCormick. Able- McCormick. Yeah. Now yeah, we'll he's done his best coaching job. Yeah. We'll see if you can win a championship with KJ Adams as your tallest player. <laughs> I mean, Kirk I loves KJ Adams. I know. He, I know. He I loves. He I loves his are. little Westlake shack. That's where <laughs> yeah. the kids went to school, and that's and that's where he um, he lived for many many years. And uh, yep. I threatened to move over there and drive down the property value, so he had to pay me <laughs> off to to stay out of Westlake. I'll yeah. probably adopt said at some point. So, uh, <laughs> but. You you looked at the the big reveal, the top sixteen teams last week. I don't know if you had any uh, criticism or quibble with that. Do you have a final four right now, Chris, that you're looking at? And I'd like to know if you have a sleeper too. This this season is so strange. No one wants to have the number one next to their name, and I feel like there's still a long way to play out because I also don't know what's going to happen with Alabama. Brandon, yeah. Brandon Miller's going to be asked about this every time he plays a game. Right. And should be. <laughs> should be. But yeah, he also right. doesn't need to play another game right. for his NBA prospects. So does he just say, I'm stepping aside? Yeah. You know, we'll see uh, what happens the remainder of the regular season and through the SEC. I mean, if he doesn't play for that team, and, and this is – we shouldn't even be talking about basketball regarding that team, but that, right. that's a different team without him. So it's – well, let's leave Alabama out of the equation. Okay. Uh, Houston's going to be tough to deal with in the tournament because of the type of defense that they play. And when you have to face that on a one-day turnaround, I see Houston going to the Final Four. God, Purdue, I've I've had them up close. I had them against Indiana in Assembly Hall on a neutral court. Like it's That's so hard odd. to simulate. That is yeah. Odd. I'm um, not sure about their guards, though. I'm not sure about you know, their guards. Just dump it in, boy. You know what? Everyone's got a question mark. Everyone's sure. got a question no mark, teams. and that becomes whose question mark is a is a is a bigger detriment come tournament time. Right. And, and so that's why I go with coaching. I go with Calvin yeah. Sampson. I go with Bill Self. Right. You know, Tennessee. I really liked earlier in the season. They haven't played great recently. They can't score the ball. They've fallen off. They've fallen off. Yeah, maybe I put Texas in there. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't doubt Scott Drew. You know, it, that backcourt is backcourt's really hard to defend. I mean, yeah. there's a reason that Bill Self, you know, tried switching defense early on and then eventually went man on man because he didn't think that um, Dewan Harris could keep up without a flagler for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so they'll exhaust some teams. Man, I don't know. Tony Bennett's team, Virginia, they're really good, too. They're scoring this year, Chris. They're scoring. Yeah. And they, got, they got old guys, too. I know yeah. I haven't seen Arizona or UCLA play a ton, so I'm kind of out of my league in, in terms of that. I have. I saw UCLA last week, and they're UCLA from last year. Yeah. Um, Tiger, got a good Campbell, one. Tiger Campbell takes good care of the ball. Uh, Jaime Yaquez is still mm-hmm. good for 17 or 18. Um, I don't know how deep they are. But it's it's just weird. To, <clears throat> it's really interesting that we're having this conversation because Kirk, we were talking about this last week. We talk about Texas's blemishes. Uh, they're not very big, um, you know. And and then sometimes they it's they run into problems. You know, uh, Timmy Allen might disappear, but we see them 
every game. So we know the blemishes because we're at every game. We're not at every Kansas game and we're not at every Purdue game. Every team has blemishes. But like you said, Chris, it's whose blemishes are more uh, profound than the others. And that's what I've always said when people come to you asking for bracket help with the March Madness <laughs> bracket. It's yeah. harder for me to do a, a bracket than anyone because you've seen you know teams play at their best and you've seen teams play at your worst. Yeah. And in a tournament setting, you have no idea what shows up. I will say the older team, and that's what I like about Texas. Like, There's a difference in the older teams and the younger teams. Like, I've watched Duke a lot. These freshmen hit a wall. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing it more and more recently in this year than I feel like in years past. And maybe it's because they got more on their plate with NIL and social media. And everyone has to have a brand nowadays. It's a long season, fresh- too. Yeah, the freshman the tournament, noticeable. Chris, the state tournament in Texas is coming up in a, like a week and a half. Yeah. There's a lot of college basketball left. So these kids are usually done in a week and a half. Of course, they're going to be tired, I would think. Well, hey, do you got a sleeper? I'll give you a sleeper. I got a sleeper. How okay, about Miami? Miami. Oh, I like it. Wow. Best team in the ACC? Yeah, between them and Virginia. And I don't know that Virginia is considered a sleeper. That's why I wouldn't yeah. pick them. But how about this? Laranaga squad, one of only nine college basketball teams to not lose a player to the transfer portal. Ah, and how about this? <laughs> Texas one of the few teams that hadn't lost consecutive games all year. They they don't have a two-game losing streak. My sleeper is Kansas State, as Cedric knows. I love Marquise Noel and Keontae, and I love their energy and Jerome Tang. You know, that's another guy Texas could steal because, you know, they get their pick of coaches. They can hire who anybody they want. I don't think, I don't think he, he won't leave. He won't leave. So I don't think so either. So he loves it there. And they, yeah. took a, they, they gave him – an opportunity he's been waiting 20 years for. Yeah, but what are they saying? But I don't know that that matters to him. You know, again, perfect fit. You want to be in a place that you're going to be in this career for a long time. Do I think going to Texas right now is the best move for him and that kind of scrutiny, boosters, everything that Texas kind of is on upon you, the expectations. I know it's a football school, but there's still expectations on the basketball program. It's He swept... His mentor this year, and you—he right. waited 19 years for the perfect fit, and this was the perfect fit because he scouted this league for the last 19 years. Yeah, I don't—I don't think he'll leave either. But you know, I was talking to K-State people when I, I was at the K-State game, and I don't know what he makes to me and something like that. And even the K-State people said, you know, Chris Beard was making over five million. You know, if you could double your salary, it's it's life changing for a lot of these coaches. You know, Calipari makes nine million every year. You know, Shashevsky was making ten million every year. So, and again, I don't think he'll leave either. But I, I yeah. just love State. I'd it's rather a little coach, bit like Lance coach. Leipold. Well, you know, yes. Lance Leipold could have left from yeah. another place and probably right. doubled. But again, like maybe that's not a good fit for you. And then are you getting fired from a place in three years? True. What you said. I'd rather work <clears throat> 10 years in the Little Apple and make $25 million than work three years in Texas and make 15 No, you would. You would never live in Manhattan. Come on. I would live in Kansas City. I would commute. I would drive <laughs> three hours. hours. That's <laughs> worst hours. road trip. Is that the worst road trip? Oh, you won't even go on that. No, it's not the worst road trip. West Virginia is the worst road no, trip. No, it's not. We like we West Virginia. Pittsburgh. We, don't, we don't go to West Virginia to game day. We stay in Pittsburgh. I know, 
but you know what? When you have to go during basketball season, you never know what kind of snow is hitting True. when you land into Pittsburgh and then you got to drive down to West Virginia. Sometimes that drives a little dicey in basketball we, season. Fortunately, we we don't go to a whole lot of road games in hoops. <laughs> We don't. No, we, we fly to Pittsburgh, eat at Mike Ditka's, and then drive down to Morgantown the next day. So we love. But as far as K State, Chris, you know, when they are on the road to the Kansas team, Cedric always makes me go to K State because that two hour drive from Kansas City. And then he hops over to Lawrence and, and goes and sees the Jayhawks. So, but, but, anyway. but, hey, but yeah. Uh, and what? Okay. What end? See, that's what he does. He buries the league. How about I haven't gone to Lubbock for a football Why? game in no. since since uh, you know Gray was a quarterback. That's how long it's been. You know why he does? That might be the worst. Buddy Larry ever. Carlson. They do a they do a Thelma and Louise, and they they take a road trip and go to Sweetwater and. Hey, State two of my kids went room. to Tech, and so I would go see them in love. Like he wanted to deny me a chance to see my kids, so that, that they, tells they you. They don't. Know. They don't want to see you when they're in Austin. So quit. That's a good trying point. to make it about <laughs> Lubbock. That's a good. Hey, point. best hey, best road trip is Austin because my sister lives down there. No way. Yeah. So wow. We're never we're never pulling her out. She's very Austin. What, wow. part, so, what part does she live in? Oh man. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. She's lived all over, but she did just buy a condo. And I got to remember where it is. Nice. Nice. Yeah. What did she do for a living? She, uh, Austin East Siders, the cider company, she does marketing for them. Oh, very, very nice. nice. So when are you and your hubby moving to Austin? Everybody wants to come to Austin. you're always yeah. here, Chris Budden. You're always no, here. No, I'm always there. No chance. I live a mile from my parents, which means free babysitting. For the four-year-old and seven-year-old. So, bring them with uh, you. Bring them with you. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> moving off. Your sister yeah, will just, just reach into the bank and get like $4 million for a couple right? of houses down here. Of course, you, thank oh. God. Thank God my sister bought her condo about four years ago. That thing's probably skyrocketed. <laughs> oh, that thing's skyrocketed. Oh, my God. She's so smart. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, hey, give us a peek behind the curtain a little bit. Like, who, your, your colleagues, John, Fran, you know, Jay, all of them. Is any one of them a prankster? Is any one of them, you know, do stuff to just kind of mess with you? Mm, Fran's not a prankster. I, Luke Shambi could be. Um, he's he's a hoot and a half. He looks like <laughs> he's, he's just one of the best people uh, to be around. And you know, and when you're in this on the road, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it's it's good to be around really good people. Uh, Bob Wachusen used to be on Big Monday for a long time, and now he's doing a lot of NHL. But he, he's still with me, a son, uh, and I'm with him all football season. He, he's he's uh, he's very salty Jersey, which I love. He's also the voice of the Jets, so uh, wow. he is. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah, not the uh, Winnipeg, not the Winnipeg Jets, the New York Jets. The New York Jets. <laughs> very, okay. Yeah, Just he's very he's very salty and and Jersey humor. So he's a joy. Uh, to be around it's just we have really good people in this league you know i i always enjoy working with chris patola as well um and our producers and directors you know they allow you in basketball to be more creative than football allows you to be football mm -hmm. can be so much about the game 
you cover a team like Kansas eight times in a year. It's it's what can we find different and different stories right. to tell mm-hmm. coaches. In fact, so we I didn't get this story in in the TCU game, but you never know what you're going to find at shoot around. And so we are sitting at the table, and there's a pair of like kind of fancy socks sitting there. And so Boom Shambi asked Jamie Dixon, said, what are these socks? And Jamie goes, oh, they're charge socks. And we're like, huh? And we're thinking he's completely messing with us. He's like, yeah. yeah, every time one of our guys takes a charge, they get to go back in the locker room and pick out a pair of socks. <laughs> How'd you come up with this? He's like, well, you can't give benefits, so socks count as equipment. So. Uh. Like these are just things like you never know what you'll find at a shoot around. And, um, you know, so the the coaches in this league are awesome too. That's all. Hey, I think, uh, you were at the Kansas, Texas game at fog Allen, weren't you? Yes. Last year. Yeah. This this year year. too. This year too. But I also did last year's, which is a funny story because do you remember that was for a big 12 title? Right. Do you remember what was following that game? No. Duke, North Carolina. Coach K's final game at Cameron Indoor. And our programming people did not build in a buffer window between Uh the start of that game. So Texas, Kansas goes into overtime. And so this moment that our company has been waiting for for all year of Coach K walking through (laughs) 90 of his former players all wearing the white shirt. It's completely, yeah. We had to do like a switch screen. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, I remember. So Texas Kansas hijacked it. Yeah, I thought I saw you at the at the uh, game at Fog Allen, but I could barely see you from where I was sitting in the dark uh, <laughs> upper reaches of uh, Fog Allen. It, it's so dark up there. I had to use my phone flashlight to put it on my notepad to be able to see. But but you know, Chris is sitting next to Bill Self because she's course. Chris. Yeah. So, hey, cards. I don't know. I got I got moved now. I'm right in front of the band. It's funny. Like now and nowadays they sell all the fancy seats to make some oh. money. And they're actually doing that at the Big 12 tournament this year. But Warmark said the media, you guys are gonna have to go up exactly. into the Raptors. That's they're terrible. selling those seats. Terrible. My terrible. my seat in the Moody Center is right next to all the not sober student section <laughs> oh i know exactly where that is our our seat is like uh, right right behind the Stubbs barbecue uh, restaurant so oh, yeah. we're way out, out on there. the concourse yeah <laughs> but said said you ready to play hot corner hot corner for ready timer, we have we have to hit her with some random questions i i already gave you the tease <clears throat> you know it's, it's it's a movie night and i know you're not a big movie buff so i but i so i know but i know you're a reporter Movie night at the uh, Bud and Toledo household. What are you? You're inviting three couples over. What do you show? Goodwill Hunting. That is my favorite movie of all time. Wow. Yeah. Goodwill Good Hunting. I was trying to think of this. is It's a terrible movie, but I love it. For Love of the Game, Kevin Costner oh, as starting Uncle pitcher. Yeah. I'll give that. Oh, yeah. 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 I love it. Okay. You're not a sportscaster anymore. What is your career? What would you be doing if you weren't doing what you're doing? Oh, man, that's hard to say because this is what I've been doing since I was 12. Uh, <laughs> I I have no idea. I, I used to want to be a lawyer when I was younger. That's cool. Uh, yeah. My dad really wanted me to be, if I was going to be on TV, be one of those uh, women on CNBC. So maybe I would try and do that. I actually was very good at math when I was younger. 
and still good nice. at math. And then I somehow took a career in English and journalism. So hey, Seth Davis was started out as a comedian. Stand up comedian. And mm-hmm. and he wanted to be the lead singer in Hamilton. I did not know that. Isn't that crazy? That Grant. is not what I would say. <laughs> you know what? And that's, and that's fine, but we have, we have enough white rappers. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. So here's one. Um, not trying to get you in trouble with Mario. Celebrity crush. See, Kevin Costner. I think that's why I said for love of the game. Wow. You guys watch Yellowstone? You no, know we oh. do. Oh. You know we watch love. Yellowstone. And they're talking about him leaving and replacing him with the minister of culture. No, (laughs) that will not work for me. That will not work for me. Kevin Costner gets to pick and choose when he wants to work from now on. And he apparently only wants to work for a week. Uh, I don't blame him. Love me some Kevin Costner. And Taylor Sheridan quit doing so many shows. It's affecting the quality. Uh, 1883, a uh, mayor of Kingstown, quit with the shows and get back to what works. Yeah. Put okay. your energy into Yellowstone. That is the cash out. All right. Give us an unusual talent that Chris Budden has. She's I used drummer. to be able to play the flute. Wow. You used to, really? Yeah. You play well, I probably, I probably, I was. I was in a band in high school and I kept it up through college. And then I lost my flute when I was moving through my dorm or one of my apartments mm-hmm. in college. Mm-hmm. So I haven't played it since. I think I could still could. A lot of it's muscle memory. So I am. I'm like decently musically, you know, talented. I can read music and play the flute. Wow. Well, that's one. I was yeah. a, how about this? I was a junior Olympic diver for. Hey, now there seven, you go. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. Started when I was yeah. five, competed, competed all over the country. Wow. And when I was 12, I had scoliosis surgery, and that uh, was the end of my diving career. Oh, my God. And, and that's when yeah, I picked up tennis. Yeah, she's a great tennis player. She was a state <laughs> champion, Sid. Sid and I are oh. both tennis guys. We love tennis. Who's your favorite oh, nice. tennis player? Who's your favorite? Roger Federer. Oh, Kirk. Yeah. Kirk, is that yours? Yeah, I think so. You like David Ferrer, too. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. love him. I bowled when he lost that final match um, playing with Nadal. I uh, I grew up loving Jimmy Connors. So I found out he was an a hole. Um, last <laughs> like one. Like you didn't know when you watched him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. Where were you? Love, well, that's how I played too. But I was a that's, nice guy who played that, that thirty way. for thirty. Where he, where he talks about Aaron Crickstein and how they were hitting partners and they were friends and then he beats them in five sets. And then now Aaron Crickstein is selling aquariums. And he won't speak to him, right? Didn't he? <laughs> he won't say he spoke since. Crazy. <laughs> hey, don't knock aquariums. I love saltwater aquariums. All right, we got two minutes. Last one. Okay. Go. You're, you're serving dinner. You're having a great dinner, and it's catered by the best restaurant. What three people, famous people, living or dead, do you invite to your house? See, this would have been the one that would have been nice to have a heads up. Uh, Roger Federer would definitely definitely be on there. All right. Oh, man. This has to give thought because this is like very, I feel like this is very heavy. Uh, Probably say um, my my mom's mom, my grandmother, who's no longer with us, my Mimi, who my mom's named after. Um, man, 
Not Jimmy Connors, I suspect. Not Jimmy Connors. I, I have to think of someone like I've never met. I, I never met either of my grandfathers. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wow. thought you were going to say Federer and Nadal, and you were just going to talk about. Wouldn't that be funny. That would have been. That would be a good dinner. That would be a good dinner. Hey, last one we got. We got a minute and a half. Where will Chris Budden be in ten years? Oh man, hopefully still doing what I'm doing. If they allow, at that point, I'll be almost fifty years old. You don't want to be Diane Sawyer. You don't want to be Diane Sawyer or no, Barbara Wawa. I don't want to be on the Today Show. You want to be Pam Oliver. Yes, I would love to cover more tennis. Honestly, if you ask me, like, what would be the next step in my career? I would love to be covering major tennis, you know, whether it's play-by-play or, you know, hosting. Uh, that would be the next bucket list on my career. Very nice. Very Hopefully awesome. I'm managing to teach two children to be uh, kind little souls as well. Oh, we Please know that's happening. Right? more <laughs> kindness in the world. And you are super kind and Thank you for sharing your uh, wisdom and humor with us. We love you. And I uh, hope you'll come back and visit with us. Absolutely. This has been fun. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thanks, we'll see you. Ted will see you in Waco. I'll see you at the Kansas game. Perfect. Later. On Second Thought. How great was Chris Budden, Doug? How great was Chris uh-huh. Budden? Why did it take so long? She is a star. She's about yeah. to blow up. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you alluded to it. Maybe she could be an NFL sideline reporter. You know what? You and, and, and you look at the you look at the old guard, and none of us can work forever except for you, um, Michelle Tafoya, Pam Oliver. Yeah. Uh, those are the OGs of that right. profession, and uh, you don't see a lot of Leslie Visser anymore. Um, but she she could be the next great one, yeah. and I love what she's doing in college. I could see her doing the same thing in the pros and she she's 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 knowledgeable she's a storyteller she's vivacious she's funny Uh, this is a personality driven business now Mm -hmm. Doug and she she checks a lot of boxes yeah yeah, like you said she is knowledgeable she knows the game and uh, she brings a a refreshing uh, you know approach to the job so no she's she's uh, all that. So hopefully we'll have her back on again. So, uh, so hey, did you watch the uh, Longhorn? Yeah, we didn't. We didn't get to talk to her about specific games, but yeah, that if they play like they played in the first half, Doug, they're they're going to be playing in the final week, and that's as well as I've yeah. ever seen them play this particular group. Yeah. That's that's the best half of basketball I've ever seen on both ends of the court. They were amazing. They they played like that a few times, as you know. They played like that against Gonzaga and Creighton, West Virginia here a week ago, the second half at Kansas State on the road. But, I mean, scored 47 points. And Iowa State gave up 53 to Kansas in Ames just a couple weeks ago, right before Kansas beat Texas. So they scored 47 in, in, and hit nine threes. So, you know, That's I wrote about that. Wrote about their offense, and you know, that's getting Rodney Terry and Tyrese Hunter and Brock Cunningham. But they said, Well, defense is going to win it. I would argue offense is going to win it because this is a team unlike any others we've seen at Texas in quite a while. Now, Tom Penders had some offensive machines and guards that could light it up, but there's so much. The, the bench had 34 points, you know, last night, so it's a very diverse, versatile offense that can get scoring a lot of different places. And, Ty- and Tyrese Hunter, 
got his little revenge on his ex teammates yeah. and uh he played well and 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 Jabari yeah. Rice Jabari Rice is, is 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 I don't even know if there's a six man of the year award in college basketball. You're not, but but show just, show me a better six man than Jabari Rice. You can't. Yeah. You and Arterior Arterio Morris had a, a good game. Had a shake and bake jumper and and had a great block. And his game's coming on. And intangibles of Dylan DeSue. Brock Cunningham, you've written about him, how he's shooting so much better. And you know, he'll get the key block or rebound or keep a ball alive and it, it is impossible not to really, really like this team. And it's the, steady, the steadiness of Marcus Carr running the show. Exactly. Uh, Timmy Allen comes and goes, but Timmy Allen, one thing about he, Allen, other he stuff. is selling out on both ends. I, he didn't play this hard on defense last year, I don't think. I really well, love what he's bringing. The energy level, he is more emotional. He wants this, you can tell. And what I like about him is he's not forcing it. He no. he picks his spots because he knows he doesn't have to be right. there. You don't have to carry that team. They can go That's through not. Timmy Allen at times, like Rodney Terry said. But and I don't know if you noticed, but his hair was so different. It was all well, fluffy. One, it was one day it's bra- it was braided, the game I was at, and then, right. the, then now it's an afro. And then when they play at Baylor Saturday, I fully expect him to be braided again. Well, I kidded Rodney after the press conference. Rodney Terry was walking off, and I go, Rodney, what did what did Timmy do to his hair? And he said, I don't know. We need to get those braids back. <laughs> <laughs> he only scored like six points. It wasn't his best game. So we, what we need to do is we need to get get a crack stack statistician to figure out what his numbers are with the braids and what <laughs> his different hairstyle. I like it. I like it. There's hey, there's stats for every occasion. So, but yeah, now we're to the home stretch. Uh, the, both Texas and Kansas have three games left. Texas goes to Baylor and Waco mm-hmm. on Saturday, and you will be there with our own Thomas Jones. Uh, and, you know, they go to Baylor. They go to TCU. They're home against Kansas. Boy, if that ain't murderous row, I don't know what is. And Kansas hosts Texas Tech and West Virginia before coming here. And, you know, they don't lose at Fog Allen. I think they're 13-1 and at home. So, Advantage to Kansas there, right? Yeah, and uh, Bill Self is doing Bill Self type stuff. He is. He is, yeah. and and this is not his best Kansas. No, and but they still they might are. repeat. Here they are. Grady Dick is is knocking down threes, and Juan yeah. Harris has shown up, and yeah. uh, KJ Adams is 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 the best undersized center in America, <laughs> and so. Hey. And they beat Texas yeah. at home. Jalen Wilson has two points. And Jalen you know, Wilson, the best player in the conference. So yeah, he really is. So, you know, I hope I hope it comes down to a week from Saturday with something on the line. You know, because you know Texas that treacherous road trip. But you hope they they at least split with Baylor and TCU, if not sweep them outright to 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 give uh, that Kansas finale the the proper billing and send off to the postseason. Absolutely. And and it's going to be fun. Uh, we're very blessed to be covering this conference, Doug. Um, every are. game, even if you're sitting at the house, you can turn on a Big 12 game and it's 74-73 with yeah. three minutes to go. That's just that's, yeah, we're, nice. that's our every reality. Night, it's, what this, it's what this league is. It's yeah. what this league is. And yeah. and it's um it's amazing. You got to remember, Oklahoma is probably not going to make the tournament. They steamrolled Alabama. Just yep. killed them. They just crushed them. So yeah, so and Texas that, Tech. That is, 
that is one thing like uh you know the horns gonna go in gonna go into the SEC basketball going okay big guys all right I know football might be a little running a little nervous but hey yeah. hey we're not afraid of anybody before we go I, I talked to Delos Dodds this week about Red McComb my guy on Monday guy. and uh sad to, to see him Red McCombs with a giant in this state and one of the biggest UT benefactors I've ever had gave 50 million to the business school, which now has his name on it, as well as the softball stadium. And he's given money to MD Anderson cancer research and just a great humanitarian, a great philanthropist. And yeah, he was a source of mine for a long time. Uh, but just so much respect for Red McCombs and the impact and, and legacy he had on San Antonio, on Texas, and just the, the whole state in general. Big, big sports icon. Um, no one like him. Yeah. The icons are slowly taking their leave. They Joe are. Trail, Red McCombs, T-Boom Pickens. I mean, yeah. Yeah, those, those are all, and they're all Texans. Yeah, Texans through and through, right. and so yeah, um, I, I saw a lot of good remember, remembrances of uh, Mr. McCombs. Um, we chopped it up a couple of times. I wrote a um, column, I want to say um, about eight years ago, about the um, large amount, like thirty-five or thirty-six players from the two thousand and five championship team played in the NFL, and how Mac built that and uh, got a nice note, um, nice text message from Red McCombs saying, you know, through his people, you know. He, <laughs> Susie, yeah. yeah. I asked uh, the loss, I said, did he, did he ever go on the, on the private plane with the team or anything? Like some of the boosters do and Dallas said, no, he took his own private plane. I was about to say, yeah, from from his own airport, I'm sure. So Yeah, I'm sure. Probably, so he'll be, probably had yeah, a little yeah. trip planned. Dad at age 95 had a rich, full life, and uh, tip of the hat to Red McCombs. Well, we, well we're going to put a bow on this one. Uh, enjoy the games. Texas men are at Baylor. Texas women leading the Big 12, Duck. Yes, quietly. Not deep, not deep and battling some injuries. Kendall Hunter's not coming back. Uh, hopefully, Sonia Morris is back sometime soon. They're at OU. Uh, that's, that's a, that is a showdown for first place in the league. Uh, NFL scouting combines coming up uh, in a in a week or so. Bijan Robinson, uh, Demarvion Overshawn, Keandre Snacks, Colburn, Roshan Johnson, and Moro Jamo going to be making that trek to Indianapolis and Texas baseball. Speaking of Indianapolis, Texas baseball uh, plays host to Indiana. They got off the Schneid duck. They they destroyed the uh, A&M Corpus Islanders, which proves absolutely nothing. So we'll <laughs> see what they do uh, against Indiana. And shout out to our good friend, Kirk Dressendorfer, getting his number 10 retired on March 25th. At yeah. the That's going to be fun. Good guy. One of the best people that we've been around. I think he's probably the third best pitcher in Texas history behind Bert Hooten and Greg Swindell. And uh, just – you know, short little right hand. Swindell, Swindell has his retired, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He does. Okay. And and he was a three time All American, Dressendorfer. And one of my favorite stories about him was when uh, his junior year he had a bad back and uh, just could barely stand up straight. I remember 
going to Houston when they were playing the Cougars. And I remember he was at the hotel and he's talking about his back. I said, are you really going to play? He said, yeah, I've got to, you know. And so he three hits Houston. <laughs> and Bra- Bragg Stockton, the Cougar coach, said, we got beat by a ghost. That was his wow. presence. He was so intimidating. And, and the U of H were just kind of in all of them. He just he was a precision uh, pitcher. He pitched the spots. He was Greg Maddox of college baseball. And uh, we that is wonderful. That is wonderful. Well, we are going to take our leave and we're going to be back next week. The basketball is getting really hot and it's, we're yeah. going to have a lot to talk about. I love the spring. I love the spring and ooh, spring football is coming up. I don't love everything about the spring, but I do love, love March. The March a great month. Yes, sir. That will do it for episode 289. Big thanks to Chris Button of ESPN for joining us. For Kirk Bowes, the duck, I'm said golden. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to One Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.